fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. This is just a second, please. Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this Thursday edition of the Hagman Daily Show. Joe Hagman here. So glad to be with you. we got a great show lined up for you today. A whole bunch of stuff going on. We have uh, testimony on Capitol Hill where Christopher Wray, the FBI director, and Rod Rosenstein are being questioned. And we're going to listen to some of that coverage. I got queued up an exchange, a five-minute question and answer with uh, Trey Gowdy that seems to be getting a lot of attention. And also we're going to go over some of the what was said yesterday with Peter Strauch. That is uh, some of that's coming out in the testimony today, but I guess we'll just start there with uh, this latest piece I put up on Hagman report from Fox news. Trump blasts Peter Strauch for ducking questions and uh, over Mueller and other conflicts of interest. I got a Fox business news report here that we're going to listen to that summarizes nicely uh, what the president said, what, Peter Strauch was refusing to answer and why this is so important. So let's take a listen to this report. House Judiciary Committee is still grilling FBI officer Peter Strzok behind closed doors following the release of several anti-Trump text messages. Here now, a member of the committee, Republican Congressman Steve King from Iowa. Thank you for joining us. I know there's been some new information, but let's get to the heart of the matter. When he texted his, uh, whatever word you want to use, Lisa Page, uh, we're going to stop President Trump or uh, stop Trump. What did he mean? Did he explain that? Well, you know, most of what goes on in there needs to remain confidential, but I'll speak generally about the sense that I have, and I know it's already been, some of it's been put out in the press. Uh, it's this, that um, the contention that these personal messages were personal and there's no uh, implication in there that showed a bias, and if so, he would have been professionally so All right, we're going to cut that clip. I don't know why the audio is so low, but they're talking about the bias and the behind closed door meetings between Peter Strauch and Lisa Page. The president tweeted this in response to the Strauch testimony. Lover FBI agent Peter Strauch was given poor marks on yesterday's closed door testimony and, according to most reports, refused to answer many questions. There was no collusion in the witch hunt headed by 13 angry Democrats and others who are totally conflicted. It's rigs. The president tweet comes after Strauch's hours-long closed-door testimony before the House Committee on Wednesday. It was his first congressional appearance following the revelations of numerous anti-Trump messages and exchanges with bureau colleague Lisa Page during the 2016 presidential campaign. Strauch and Page were romantically involved. Now, I said I have a clip here of 
Trey Gowdy. There was some fireworks earlier at this uh, current committee that's ongoing where Rod Rosenstein and Christopher Ray are being questioned. Let's listen to this five-minute exchange, and then uh, we will be listening live. We can go back to the live coverage. They're uh, on a break right now. But uh, there's some very interesting things being said here, and, and it got pretty wild at some point. So let's see how this audio is. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The Russian investigation has been going on for almost two years now. Special counsel's investigation has been going on for over a year now. For most Americans, it's important to know what Russia did to our country in 2016 and with whom, if anyone, they did it. Uh, when a foreign state interferes with our democratic electoral process. I don't know why that's so low. The volume is so low. For a law enforcement agent to investigate that, except apparently... The one that was actually picked to investigate it. All right. You know what? We're not going to play any of that because I can't get the volume to work. So uh, I guess we'll just summarize exactly what Trey Gowdy said. And the takeaway from it is, uh, you know, this needs to be wrapped up immediately. Finish it the hell up. Trey Gowdy rips Rod Rosenstein on Russia. And Republican, here's the, the report from Fox News. Republican Trey Gowdy tore into Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein on Thursday then this with this long running Russia collusion probe telling the Justice Department at a public hearing to finish it the hell up because the country is being torn apart. Gowdy excoriation marked a stunning moment at the already tense House Judiciary Committee hearing amid month-long battles between congressional Republicans and the Department of Justice over its handling of the Russia probe and the Hillary Clinton email investigation. So, I mean we've had the IG report come out and this testimonies directly related to both the Hillary Clinton email investigation and the Trump Russia collusion probe. And it was interesting to see uh, the questions. Uh, apparently, Peter Strauch pleaded the fifth on advice of FBI counsel, did not answer a lot of questions as expected. And I also read that he wasn't put under oath, but I have not verified that yet. So that's just uh, something I'm going to note and, and look at later. But there is definitely no accountability in our government. There is no justice. And I know people say, well, you got to be patient. Things are happening. Things are, uh, you know, they're, they're going to come to a head sooner than later. We're going to see arrest. There's all these indictments out there. Be patient. Trust Jeff Sessions. I just can't do that. I don't see it. I mean, this to me is as far or as close to justice as it ever gets. You have people up here who will testify or take the fifth amendment when being asked questions by uh, the these committees and then nothing ever happens but will we see indictments for people like peter strauch it is uh, a question many people ask or are we just going to see you know uh, a few one or two low level you know people getting charged i know we saw uh, criminal referrals in the ig report but nobody has acted upon those and also if you listen to the testimony if you've listened to Laura Ingram this morning or uh, a lot of news has been playing these clips and playing these uh, back and forth questions between Rosenstein and Ray. And, and some of it got pretty contentious, at least from what I heard. Uh, and uh, when Jim Jordan was questioning Rod Rosenstein, but uh, nonetheless, it's a, a lot of sound bites, a lot to listen to. And you can find and go through and review those uh, the, those hearings, both on uh, even YouTube, you can find channels that live streamed them. And even if there are live, you can go back and listen to them from the beginning. But 
Again, patience is running thin, and you have these tensions that are so high, uh, seemingly in the country being inflamed by the media, and you know all this talk of civil war, which is really. Uh, hold on, I'm getting a call here from John. I think. Yeah, we're gonna bring John on, and uh, you know all this talk of civil war. It is uh, playing right into the hands of of the controllers of the globalists. This is what these people want. They want a conflict. They want a civil war. They want people to be fighting against each other, neighbor against neighbor. But I'm telling you, like we've been saying all along, if a conflict ever happens you need to have an organized group of people go and take out the people who were the actual ones who caused the the, the civil war to break out not the uh, duped people who are fighting on behalf of of these false ideologies and uh because of the puppet masters you got to go uh pe- find the people who are are controlling the, those other people if if that makes sense you got to go to the root of the problem uh, it's it's not going to work you know like in world war ii uh you know we saw these all these nations fight against each other but who who really started the wars whose were the cause of the wars those people have never been brought to justice. Those people have been able to continue to profit and, uh, you know, in big business and other ventures and continue to collude and conspire and create the situations which where we have today. And the, the true puppet masters are never held accountable. So all I'm saying is if there ever was a conflict where things went hot, we would need to go take out the root of the problem. John, are you with me? John. I am. Okay. Yes, I am, Joe. And thank you. Uh, thank you for your patience here this uh, this afternoon uh, on the Daily Show. I just wrapped a uh, an explosive conversation with Keith Hansen, uh, uh, host of the Keith Hansen Show on WNTK, and of course a dear friend of the Hagman Report. Uh, but um, this was the exact crux of our conversation, and it doesn't surprise me, regrettably, whatsoever, that this is what your uh, leading opening commentary is today here on the Daily Show. Uh, essentially. Joe, in my opinion, what we're seeing right now is a a vitriolic and really poorly planned. There doesn't seem, as you just said, there doesn't seem to be a centralized plan from the left, from from the DNC, which which is really, I would argue, perhaps the most prominent political party failure in the history of our country, going back to the the, the Democrat Republicans, the Whigs. The, uh, the 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 progressives, the bull moose party. I mean, that's an enormous statement to make, but I think that it's it's uh, certainly debatable, if not provable, that that that, that the, the the modern DNC in 2018 is bereft of ideas, and they are in a a name calling slap back frenzy as perpetrated by idiots like Maxine Waters, who who I think you and I can agree is essentially a, a an unhinged drunk muppet. Uh, Patriot Nurse on YouTube has been quipping uh, lately that Maxine Waters is in fact James Brown. <laughs> she says you'll never see the two of them in the same room. Uh, anyway, that's not. I, I can't claim. I can't claim uh, uh, the creative uh, uh, force on that. But, but Joe, this is a this is a a pushback uh, due to the loss of power that these people uh, enjoyed for eight years under Barack Obama. And, and I'm going to borrow this from Keith Hansen, and he's going to actually join us for a full hour tonight on the Hagman Report. So we'll have Keith from 9 to 10. Uh, but I'm borrowing this from him, but I think it's a great kind of uh, paradigm, and I'll bounce it back to you, Joe. Keith was saying, look, in, in our country's history, the the, the the battle between liberalism and conservatism 
you know, and, and of course that's not classical liberalism. That's this modern progressivism and conservatism or the battle between Republicans and Democrats has, has typically, typically been something that you could almost kind of say as well, you've got the Presbyterians, you've got the Methodists. It, there are doctrinal differences, sometimes even vehement doctrinal differences, but at the end of the day, they're, they're kind of pushing toward the same direction. But he said, this is not where we're at today, Joe. We're at a place, this is not Presbyterian and, and, and Methodist consideration. This is Satanist versus Christian consideration. And, and what does that mean at the end of the day? There is no bridge to gap. There's no bridge to, to, to bridge the gap unless these people come under the blood of, of Christ. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, just to read some of these uh, posts, there are, you know, on the I've really never seen uh, so many people stating that they're looking for a fight. I've I've read through countless number of comments and and uh, topics on on forums that talk about you know the the civil war is here. Let me just give you an example. Uh, let's see. If there's one thing right wingers cannot stand, it's truth. Let's give them some more. You are correct that civil war is coming and that we will defeat them. Yet again, just as we did in the 1860s. And then it goes on to say, right-wingers continue to commit acts of violence against peaceful protesters, asylum seekers, and refugees. Global consternation turns into global condemnation, turns into global outrage, and then you see uh, global action. And then it goes on to talk about how they'll take over all the major cities and uh, basically systematically eliminate rural uh, families as and and you know resistors as they oh, say please. but look it's not I mean I would be very it would take so much to come to a point where we were literally in a shooting war in every neighborhood in America I, that's not well how this Joe, is going to play out not according to uh, to Hamilton Nolan over at SplinterNews.com. Uh, SplinterNews.com, that's your go-to source when you run out of toilet paper. Uh, and uh, uh, Hamilton Nolan uh, wrote a piece uh, that, that is exactly what you just explained. And I, I want to warn our listeners. And Joe, I think that you and I can agree. I know we talk about this offline a lot right now. Look, from the Hagman Report point of view, from my personal point of view, from the desk of John Robertson Jr., we are not proponents of violence. We don't want bullets to fly. We don't want fists to fly. Okay, this we need to be as conservatives, as Christians. We need to be the adults in the room. Uh, so, our, uh, so Hamilton Nolan wrote this ridiculous piece. I'm not even going to give it the credibility of, of of giving the title or the or the the. It's at SplinterNews.com. People can go dig around for it if they if they choose. But but be sure to wear a respirator. However, Art Moore writing for WorldNet Daily. Uh, pushed back beautifully, Joe, in a piece titled Up Next, 1970s Style Bombings Warns Progressive, Interrupting Meals, quote, just the beginning of resistance yeah. to Republicans. Now, I'll be speaking with Art Moore later today, again, courtesy of Keith Hansen. But uh, just to give people a quick, quick jump on this, uh, a writer for the popular progressive news website Splinter is warning supporters of President Trump that if they have a problem with the heckling of administration officials in public places, they haven't seen anything yet. Quote, do you, I guess I am going to quote this Nolan guy. Quote, do you think that being asked to leave a restaurant or having your meal interrupted or being called by the public uh, is bad? My fascism-enabling friends, this is only the beginning. End quote, writes Splinter senior writer Hamilton Nolan. 
bear with me listeners, pointing to history, he writes that the U.S., quote, had thousands of domestic bombings per year in the early 1970s. This is what happens when citizens decide. Yeah, this guy, Hamilton Nolan, uh, choose your favorite explicative. Uh, This is what happens when citizens decide en masse that their political system is corrupt, racist, and unresponsive. The people out of power, now this is key listeners, the people out of power have only just begun to flex their dissatisfaction. The day will come sooner that you all think, this guy's not, he's actually not, he's a, he's a poor writer, sooner that you all think when Trump administration officials will look back fondly on the time when all they had to worry about was getting hollered at at a Mexican restaurant. End quote. You can uh, look for Hamilton Nolan on your favorite social media feed and let him know, listeners, what you think of that. But Joe, to bounce it back to you, again, borrowing from our friend Keith Hansen, correct me if I'm wrong here. Are we seeing the left doing a, a straight bastardization of the sentiment in the Declaration of Independence? See, what the left is doing, and Maxine Waters is their big, their big bullhorn right now, is they're using the idea that the, that the tree of liberty must be watered by the blood of patriots, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not actually from the Declaration of Independence, but it's, it's the sentiment that, that they're using this. They've bastardized the, the founding documents of this country to perpetuate violence from 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 room temperature IQ, no information voters, many of whom are on the public dole and they're voting with their with their bellies, quite literally. Uh, And I'll even take it a step further, Joe. If you look at this historically, we have actually not yet had a civil war in the United States. Now, a lot of listeners are going to are going to think I'm off my rocker here, but just follow me. The war for independence was a war of secession from England. Okay, the, the colonists the uh, the patriots fought the British Tories, and we ultimately, uh, after seven bloody years of war, we we founded a nation. Now, flash forward uh, just about a hundred years, eighteen sixty one to eighteen sixty five. That war, the war between the states, or the quote unquote civil war, that was also a war of secession. It was the Southern states under Jefferson Davis, who was the the, the one and only president of the Confederate States of America, who said infamously, quote. We just want to be left alone, end quote. My point, Joe, is that a proper civil war by English definition, the Spanish Civil War, the Mexican Civil War, those are are, are conflagrations. They're violent power struggles to to uh, to overtake the power base. So in this in our country, it would be to to overtake Washington, D.C. So I would respectfully submit to you, Joe, and to our listeners that what we're looking at percolating right now would actually, in fact, be the first American civil war, historically, the other two being wars of secession. Well, yeah, and we got to ask, you know, what, why are, are the, the left pushing this so hard? Why are they becoming so unhinged and, and calling for, you know, basically mob rule, mob justice in the streets? It's because they've lost their power. Not only have they lost their power, but they don't know how to handle uh, Trump being president and they don't know how to handle things like this where uh, what we had we missed a show yesterday and that's uh, I'm having some internet problems at my house I have a, a technician coming today to to work on it I think it's my modem that is uh, not working properly but we tried to do a show yesterday my internet couldn't stay on long enough so I came to the studio today but uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about Justice Kennedy announcing his retirement and yes, when we look this. at the left 
and and look at what President Trump has been able to accomplish. I mean, just in the last two years, we went from the you know Obama administration with Hillary Clinton being uh, dubbed by the media a hundred percent chance of, of beating Donald Trump uh, to complete you know this uh, progressive trifecta uh, and and really uh, destroy the country completely. They saw that they did not win that. Not only did they not win that election, but all their plans to uh, conspire against the president have have been exposed. And now they're on the defensive as, you know, they're in Capitol Hill testifying today. As it has all come out, this big conspiracy uh, in favor of Hillary Clinton and against President Trump. And then you see things that President Trump is doing that he's becoming very successful at. And he's gaining support in the process. The people voted for him because of his stance on immigration and he is working very hard to keep those uh the, those uh uh what do you call them uh goals in in the front and center and he's already accomplished a lot but with this uh you know retirement of kennedy and, and just this one report kind of sums it up nicely cnn coats uh, left values in line with our democratic principles are at risk risk and this is directly related to Uh, Kennedy retiring after he announced that the reaction on the left was pretty crazy. Uh, You you have CNN saying more progressive minded notions and ones that frankly are in line with our democratic principles are at risk. Uh, You know, we're going to see their their number one concern was was Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. And, uh, you know, they're they're all freaked out about this. So as they see their power, uh, you know, they just completely losing their grip on, on power. The blue wave that they talked about trying to inspire hope and rile up their base has has turned into a fizzle where now you have it's amazing this lady who won a primary in new york this uh alexandria 28 year old yeah ocasio cortez they're already Mm -hmm. trying to say she's going to be running for president like they're they had they are so at the bottom of the barrel with their personnel they have no leader they have no no ideas all they run on is anti-american policies pro-immigration policies and policies of perversion and they have nothing left. So this is their only uh, means or way uh, to use the deep state to gain more power is to create this, uh, you know, I guess you'd say an insurrection, a civil war, a conflict that would uh, halt Trump's administration and, and put the focus on, you know, domestic security. And that would mean a loss of rights and freedoms for most Americans. So that's their only tactic. Yes. That's the only avenue they have left. That Joe, I'm so glad you, you, you took the conversation in this direction because – uh, I'm going to borrow from our, our old friend, Sergeant Tim here. Uh, and, and frankly, to be perfectly honest with the listeners, I'm borrowing from everybody right now. I've already used Keith, some of Keith Hansen's commentary from a conversation this morning. And I want to give credit to Patriot Nurse on YouTube and also to Lionel from Lionel Nation, both of whom uh, I was listening to their commentaries uh, posted within the last 24 hours prior to doing The Daily Show today. So I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, uh, much of this is it is my personal sincere thinking, but I am frankly borrowing pretty heavily from some some great minds out there in the Patriot community. Okay, looking at the the young lady from the Bronx, she's a Puerto de Kenya. She's 28 years old. She won a primary against a a an establishment uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton esque type who's twice her age, by the way. Uh, and 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 so she she and she won. It's interesting. She won, I guess, what people in her in her district would consider a victory, quote unquote, for the people. Now, I want to give credit where credit's due and then segue back to what you just said, Joe. One thing that that she is in support of and I had never even heard the term, but I but I'm very much in support of one single single part of her platform. She wants to do away with the PIC, 
which is the prison industrial complex. Now, we, we don't need to get too far out in the weeds on that. But the bottom line is, at some point in the last 20 years, uh, uh, under the, the uh, administrations of, of Clinton, W, and, and, uh, and Barry Satoro, we all of a sudden, Joe, we opened up all these corporate-owned prisons. Now, what's the problem with that? Well, the bottom line is, in capitalist corporate structures, the corporation is designed, it's actually legally mandated to serve the bottom line, to serve the dividends of the stockholders or the profit of the owners. That's how, that's a basic corporate structure. A, a prison's commodity is literally the liberty of human beings. It's the, it's, the, it's the liberty of a man or woman's soul. So the more you pack the house, the more money you make. So, you, so our listeners, of course, can do the math and see the problems there. But Joe, there's a, there's a, a bigger uh, perspective that you just touched on. And it is this. And I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm giving credit to Lionel from Lionel Nation on YouTube for this one. Uh, there's an old joke that says, uh, what do you think of having a three-party system? And of course, the, the, the quip is, I don't know, it'd be nice if we had a two-party system. And for a long time, that joke you know, was kind of a funny little, 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 uh, little gag. Because, as we've said many times, for, for decades, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party have been two political wings of the same foul bird. And, there's, and I think there's a lot of validity to that. But, Joe, here's the problem. And this, this goes back to something you and I talked about a lot in the fall of last year on The Daily Show. The ripoff here is to every American, young, old, rich, poor, black, white, Asian, whatever. The ripoff is to every American, unborn babies. The ripoff is uh, to borrow from Sergeant Tim, when a civil war erupts, one thing you can bank on is that the extreme of either ideology is going to win the day because it is the extreme of either side of the argument that, that foments a war that actually are the first to go to arms and to organize and to structure either an offense. In the case, I would argue, Joe, respectfully against what you just said, the DNC is no longer on defense. They've, they've clearly articulated, like this Hamilton Nolan idiot, that they are going on offense, that this Sarah Huckabee Sanders thing is just the opening salvo, and we better get ready for the weather underground. And that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the sentiment today. The problem, the ripoff, as I stated, is that we lose the market of free ideas. And, and this is well personified in this young lady from the Bronx who just won the primary, uh, Alexandra, and I, I forgot her last name, but... I'm completely against the prison industrial complex. So of her 20 uh, political platform points, one of her policy points, I would 100% hang my hat on. I want the corporate, privately owned prison industrial complex destroyed today. However, what happens is when we have this massive polarity, okay, what comes down to almost like Satanist versus Christian here, is we no longer have political discourse, Joe. We no longer have the, the traditional Democratic Party up until just about 40, 50 years ago, was the party of the working man. It was the party that said, hey, wait a second, hold on. Whoa, 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 Bill Gates. Hold on, Mark Zuckerberg. Tap the brakes, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. We need to remember that there are hundreds of thousands of people punching the clock and working their butts off to, to, to line your pockets. And we need to make sure that these people have a decent life. And that was a big part of what blue dog labor democratic politics was all about mid 20th century. But those people... Most of them, God bless their souls, are dead and gone. What these people are now, Joe, they are soft socialism Trotskyites who are frankly gravitating over to full-blown Stalinist, Leninist uh, uh, political vitriol. 
Yeah, and you know the uh, that's about all that they're going to be able to do is the you know the weather underground type stuff. You know, it will be interesting to see uh, how far if uh, who's going to fire the first shot. What's gonna, what's that going to look like? Are they going to target you know uh, f- you know highways, food supply? Are they going? I mean, they need some type of civil disruption, and if they do it the wrong way, they're going to get clamped down by you know the Secret Service and and uh, b- because this is all against the right and the personnel on the right and if they're targeting actual uh, you know people in the administration that is not going to go well for them if they target uh you know i, I guess you'd say what the, we would term the social media influence influencers john and going back to that database that we uh, were told was going to be created it makes you wonder when things like this you know we're talking about uh, is there going to be some type of civil war and conflict and think of how uh, in the wrong hands with a database like that uh, would be able to be used for for uh, nefarious purposes like what we're talking about of targeting people uh, if that list was given out or got into the wrong hands my goodness can you imagine what uh, you know what that would look like so this is some of the reasons we are concerned about stuff like that but yeah I mean I guess the real question is if this does go any further than the rhetoric and, and the craziness we've already seen what exactly does that look like is that direct you know attacks on people is it the bombing type uh, situations that you were uh, just laying out the weather underground stuff that we're told you know we were told by Larry Grathwalt the guy who infiltrated the weather underground that they wanted to exterminate uh, back in the 70s 25 30 million people those Americans who couldn't be re-educated into the progressive way of thinking and that they have not gone away they have still been planning and planning and planning you know, Obama and and they're using and here's plan. the sad. And at the end of the day, this is this is where, and I've said this what a dozen days in a row, and I'm going to say it again right now. I've got a post-it note on the headboard of my bed, and it simply says in black sharpie pen, "Pray." In fact, I'll tweet it out uh, when we get off the show today, folks. Look, prayer. It's become almost, and, I, and I'm I'm trying to. I want to be deeply respectful in the way that I contextualize this, but so often we hear. On, on, on all of these different independent media platforms. We hear 50 minutes of doom, gloom, and misery, and then what we get is a 90-second kind of throwaway of, well, remember, just remember to hit your knees, and, and, and we're going to pray this through, and, and, and in the end, we're going to win. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm not denigrating that notion because it's biblical and it's accurate, but it's become, unfortunately, Joe, a little bit of a, of a kind of a toss-off cliche, uh, and I think a lot of Christians are forgetting, I know I was personally, the power of prayer. That's, that's weapon number one. Now, Joe, I want to bounce this back to you. And I want to make sure before we bring chance on, just, I want you to put this in your, uh, put put this on the back burner. I want to talk for two or three minutes before chance comes on about uh, John Wells's analysis last night of, of the Hillary Clinton scheme to pack the Supreme court with the, with what we believe was the murder of justice Antonin Scalia. But before we get into that, Joe, I want to uh, throw you a curveball. <clears throat> You've been saying offline the last several days, what would this thing look like? And last night you, you made it, you made a, a, a joke. It was gallows humor, but it was, you know, albeit it was a little levity. Uh, you, you were, you were kind of positioning your arms like you had a rifle and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Walk down the street. Are you for Trump? Are you for Trump? Are you pro-abortion? Are you pro-life? I mean, the, 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 the question that we all need to be in prayer about is what, what, what is our, what will our daily lives look like? I mean, what do most of us do? We get up, we go to work, we come home, we go to Walmart or Target, take your pick, 
and we try to do the best we can. I mean, I know that might sound a little glum, but that is basically kind of the American, you know, day to day at this point. What's it going to look like? I mean, look, the Weather Underground, you know, they've kind of gone down in history as kind of almost like this cartoonish, you know, group of, of radical bozos. But we need to remember, they killed people. They blew up police stations, police cars, banks. Uh, I think they might have bombed a couple public libraries and federal buildings. They, and they killed people. And, and so what happens at the end of the day is an, an idiot <clears throat> like Maxine Waters who herself, Joe, will not get a single drop of blood on her well-manicured nails, okay? Uh, and her cohort, Nancy Pelosi, who's wandering around wondering where her, what, what happened to the, the glass of water with her teeth in it, they are fomenting violence. But the violence won't reach their doorstep. Oh, no, no. The violence will be somebody's aunt or uncle or niece or nephew or, God forbid, daughter or son who happens right. to be in the wrong Walmart right. at the wrong time. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying, that... that you know the the people who are responsible for uh who, who who will be responsible if this thing does get to that level that's where the focus uh needs to be you know and, and even maxine Waters, she's just a a duped follower um you know she just needs to be stripped of her power and 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 let her go retire somewhere i mean uh it, it's just it's unimaginable to think how this was going to uh you know that this could play out any other way than uh you know so, uh, isolated attacks and incidents here and there, which reach a boiling point when people uh, in the world of politics find themselves that they feel that they're in danger. They'll be the first ones to call for uh, civility. But the media is the ones that are really fanning the flames. But again, you know, this is all speculation about what might or might not happen. We just don't know. So I, I guess we just need to, to be uh, diligent. We need to be prepared and we need to be aware. But, you know, talk to your neighbors, talk to your uh, family and make sure that you guys understand that uh, regardless of what happens, you got to you got to take the high road. You got to stay calm and and don't take the bait because that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to bait us into a conflict that nobody on the right is, is looking for a fight. Uh, where they're just trying to, you know, continue uh, to see the Trump agenda move move forward and, and to see, uh, you know, some sort of uh, the republic restored. And I heard a quote yesterday, and I'm not, I don't know if uh, I'm going to get this exactly right, but it talked about the credibility of a nation uh, being judged by uh, its ability of equal justice. And we don't have that right now. And uh, that's something that, you know, hopefully with these Supreme Court changes, we will see rectified in the judicial activism, uh, you know, brought back uh, in, if you uh, if that makes sense. We've seen so much uh, that the, the judges in this country have only ruled basically on the on their biases, which is not the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to rule based on the uh, uh, actual letter of the law and the, the rightful original interpretation of the law. And we've gotten so far away from that. So if and when President Trump picks his next Supreme Court justice, and if he gets another one in there, as many people uh, believe he will, even in the first term, that we you know that will change the face of the Supreme Court and give a, a, a conservative foundation in one of the uh, three branches of government for the next 30, 40 years. So it's a huge thing. And again, these that's why these people are freaking out. They are afraid that they're, they're losing their grip on power and that, you know, they feel so threatened that Roe v. Wade could be overturned. It's, it's 
that's the first place they went yesterday. I was watching some of the news networks. That's the first thing out of their mouth when they heard Kennedy was retiring is, oh, my gosh, Trump's going to get another pick and abortion's going to be illegal. Joe, that's what they care about. They take a syringe and they punch it into the baby's little soft skull, kill the brain, and then they use scalpels to chop it up and pull it out of the woman's womb. That's what these people are vehemently crying about. And somebody like, again, Maxine Waters, who's had way too much mic time on the Hagman Daily Show today, has the audacity, the, 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 the spirit of antichrist and, and pure reprobate to, to proclaim uh, in front of a toy drive, as I commented on the day before yesterday, that the Bible and God is on her side because they are for the children. I mean, that is, listeners, <clears throat> if that's not, satanic counterfeit if that's not the enemy who seeks to kill steal and destroy then i don't know what is and i want to i want to joe before we bring chance on i want to uh, segue off the justice kennedy uh, uh, retirement announcement uh, to analyze uh, john wells's commentary just for a moment or two but first quickly just a quick bit, bit of housekeeping mary w uh from alabama joe she took the time to send us a very thoughtful letter and you are in possession of the letter right now uh, I sent Mary W. from Alabama, and Mary, I hope you're listening today. Uh, I sent her a thank you note uh, uh, and thanking her for taking the time to uh, to really pin a, a very a very uh, thoughtful letter to Joe and I, and and it was a letter uh, that was critical of some of our commentary in a recent show uh, where Joe and I were talking about some of our problems with the Catholic Church. Now we don't have time to get into that today. However, Mary W., if you are listening, I just want to let you know, sister, we did receive your letter. Uh, I pinned a response back to you, Joe. I know you intend to, to do something right as well. And, and uh, I included my business card in that, in that communique, Mary, and I would really encourage you to email me back because I talked to uh, Pastor Mike Spaulding yesterday, and I am fully prepared to unpack this topic in greater detail. When anyone takes the time to write us, a three-page letter and include scripture and support their doctrinal beliefs. We respect that deeply and we appreciate that, even though it was it was highly critical, Joe, of of our commentary. Um, anyway, I want to pass it back to you, John B. Wells. Last night, he basically what he mapped out was pretty simple, and I tweeted it out last night. Uh, if in fact Judge Antonin Scalia was murdered at Admiral John Poindexter's ranch, who is a well-known globalist and has been for his entire political professional career, and I would even argue his military career, okay, the man wakes up dead, uh, no autopsy, no proper police procedure whatsoever. They truck the body around uh, the middle of nowhere, Texas, for several hours. John Wells made a, 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 a point of analysis last night where he said the Hillary Rodham Clinton team, the Clintonistas, uh, had a plan to get rid of Scalia and to, and to do exactly what I believe under the miraculous gifting and blessing of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, what we are now receiving in the presidency of Donald J. Trump, they had a plan, Joe, to pack the Supreme Court to, to, to ensure what I call uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, quote, pedo justice, end quote, from John B. Wells. Last night, second hour of Hagman Report, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who believes the age of consent should more appropriately be 12 years old. So, uh, 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 chew on that for a moment, all of the listeners who are parents or grandparents. Joe, your thoughts on John's analysis last night? Well, you know, I there was definitely very uh, strange circumstances 
surrounding Scalia's death, especially with the reporting of the pillow, you know, over the head. And as John pointed out last night, you know, was it on his head? Was it above his head? Why mention it if it wasn't actually like over his face? It doesn't make sense. Uh, No, and I have no doubt, you know, that Clinton has a a long history, a long body count associated to her. And it would not, I mean, that seems to be the status quo for these people. That's exactly what they would do. But they jumped the gun, and and, uh, if Scalia was murdered, you know, their whole, he was murdered for nothing because she didn't even win the election. But there's a great piece on Fox News, Mark Thiessen congrats Trump voters you've just been vindicated for those conservatives who voted for Donald Trump because of the Supreme Court congratulations you've been vindicated had Hillary Clinton won the 2016 election she would have had replaced the late conservative Scalia with a liberal jurist giving the Supreme Court a left-wing activist majority for a generation but because Trump won Neil Gorsuch was confirmed to replace Scalia securing the the court's 5-4 conservative majority. This week, dividends of that appointment for conservatives were apparent in two landmark court rulings in National Institute of Family Life Advocates. The high court ruled that the state of California cannot force crisis pregnancy centers to advertise access to abortions to their clients. And then we also saw that the travel ban was upheld. Now, Trump was able to preserve this status quo before Scalia's passing, but now with the news that Judge Anthony Kennedy is retiring, Trump has a chance to do something much bigger. He can not only preserve but also expand the court's conservative majority. The article goes on to talk about uh, how if Trump picks one but not two reliable conservative justice, he will have the best record of Supreme Court appointments by any modern Republican president. And then they go over picks of past presidents who uh, picked conservative justices, yet how many of them turned out not to be so conservative, uh, most notably uh, Ronald Reagan, he picked Scalia, Sandra Day O'Connor, and Kennedy. Kennedy, you know, was a very liberal judge. Judge George H.W. Bush picked Clarence Thomas and David Souter. Souter was a conservative, but he ended up v- voting uh, just completely liberal. And George Bush Jr., Samuel Alito Jr., and John Roberts Jr., but John Roberts uh, cast the deciding vote for the liberals on the health care, Affordable Health Care Act which was uh, a stroke of judicial activism, the author writes. But if Trump picks not one but two reliable conservative justices, he will secure the best record of Supreme Court appointments by any modern Republican president. And it goes on to say this, liberals understand exactly what is at stake. This means whoever Trump picks will face a barrage of attacks unprecedented, even by the standards of past confirmation brawls. But thanks to the Democrats imprudent decision to break precedent and change Senate rules to confirm lifetime appointments to the Federal Circuit Court under Obama, they they have opened the door to the filibuster, which we saw what happened with Gorsuch. Senate Republicans need only a simple majority rather than the 60 votes to confirm Trump's choice. So as long as Republican senators stick together, Trump's nominee will be confirmed using uh you know the rules that the the left change for their own benefit i think that that's the definition of irony uh if nothing else so that's Joe. let me ask you a question before we bring chance let me ask you a question uh and i'm sorry to put you on the spot but we as you just uh indicated from the fox news piece uh we are looking at potentially 50 years of of a judicially right leaning conservative leaning supreme court joe if you were sitting on the court 
right now, let's say you were uh, Alito or Justice or Chief Justice Roberts, what would be the top the top uh, issues that that you would personally really like to see the the court do a 180 tack on uh, as we as we enjoy this potential uh, conservative uh, Supreme Court? Well, obviously, uh, abortion would be the, the first and foremost thing. Getting that, uh, you know, completely uh, made illegal. I don't care what. I don't care what kind of noise or hysteria the left would create over that. I don't care if it would drive women into the basement, you know, to ha- perform abortions with hangers. That is not the point. Uh, we and and the Lord restoring, you know, the Ten Commandments in in, in schools and prayer in schools that want to do it, not having this uh, uh, twisted. Uh, a notion of the First Amendment where every religion except Christianity is accepted when that was the religion that was the foundation of this country. I would restore that. Those would be the, the two top two things. Uh, as far as a lot, what a, a lot of the other things that are up in front of the Supreme Court, I just don't know. I mean, immigration, obviously, yes, we need to fix the immigration system. Uh, uh, I don't know what <laughs> what influence the Supreme Court has over. Would you, would you do an amnesty? Influences. Would you? Would you do an amnesty if, if, if we got no. the 1986 proposition again, no. the wall, the increased border security, but but amnesty is the is the the give and take. Would, okay, would you go for, for the that? dreamers or for the quote unquote, you know, eight hundred and seventy thousand dreamers? Sure. But not for all illegal Im- immigrants. No, Yeah, I would, too. I, I would, too. I, I've worked with with uh, with the, the Mexican immigrants, Guatemalan, Salvadorian immigrants most of my life in the restaurant legal. business. You could expand um, legal immigration a little bit to help uh, fix that problem, if you know what I mean. You don't mm-hmm. do amnesty, but you can. You can there's other ways you can go about, uh, you know, helping some of the people who are here illegally obtain legal citizenship through, you know, maybe uh, time programs where they take all these different classes. They pay taxes for so many years, and then you know, after five, ten years, I mean, you, there's ways, other ways to do it other than just blanket amnesty. And yeah, and I think business that's a bad ownership. Policy. Support supporting immigration, you know, the, the, the immigrants that come become the quickest conservatives because because this is one of the bitter ironies on the national immigration scene. Many, many immigrants, particularly ones who immigrate from Mexico or from Central and South America uh, and, and, and Cubans for sure, are actually very conservative in their cultural and social values. Unfortunately, they become political uh, Democrats or liberals because of the financial incentive. So before Chance jumps in. Uh, what about gun control? If you were on the Supreme Court, what would you do as far as the, you know, the mental stability? I mean, would you just blanket say everybody can own a, you know, fully automatic uh, 50 caliber machine gun, or what? What would you do there? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question, John. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously, mental health plays a huge role in a lot of these mass shootings that we see. So, I, I, I mean, I don't have enough information, and, and I wouldn't want. I know it affects people differently. There's millions of people who are on. Uh, you know, antidepressant or any anxiety drugs that never commit an act of violence in their life. But there's other people. It seems to be a common theme in, in much of the gun violence that we see. So, I mean, you have to that would be a, an issue that we'd have to take a look at. But, yeah, I mean, all these uh, assault weapons bans and all this crazy stuff, you'd have to get rid of that. But as far as mental mental health and whatnot, that would be something we need to take a, a closer look at. Uh, just real quick here, I want people to go to Hagman Report. If you get a chance, read the article I put up there on uh, from Newsbusters. Snopes fiction. Media has consistently claimed little girl at border was never separated, according to the Snopes uh, writer. And it this article just uh, tears apart one of their writers, Kim La Capria, and her uh, notion that 
the uh, media has consistently reported that the little girl photographed by Getty Images that was on the cover of Time magazine was never separated from her mother and that any claim to the contrary is false. Well, this is just an example of Snopes, hip- <laughs> Snopes hypocrisy. The lady even she, the lady who wrote this even posted uh, links to prove her false claim, yet the links were broken. They didn't work. And if they got to the actual stories, uh, they weren't the original stories that did claim. They were edited and updated, and she never even... It's, it's just a web of lies and, and misdirections like we talked about in the past, John. But read that article up on Hagman Report if you get a chance. We have chance with us from simplycleanfoods.net. They are the sponsor of this show. They are a great uh, Christian veteran-owned company, GMO Free Foods. You get a discount using the promo code SimplyClean uh, by for listening to this show. And Chance, it's great to have you back on. Well, thank you for having me on today. Um, I'm excited. Part of um, a solution sometimes is education, and that's what I want to do today, if I may. Just talk about GMOs and some of the stories that are out there and how this affects your listeners and their families. Um, you know, there's just recently an article that was written about uh, India. Well, Monsanto, guys, went over to India, and with this massive marketing program, they marketed their genetically modified seed, their GMO seed, to these farmers. And uh, the report states, this, this, this uh, reporter was over there for four days because he had heard that these farmers were committing suicide. And what was coming out of the Monsanto corporate office was, well, you know, the the suicide has more to do with personal issues, family issues, drought, and things like that. Well, this reporter went over there and interviewed several families uh, that were affected by suicide. And uh, what they found was these seeds that cost 10 times more than a local heirloom seed. So, for example, it cost um, 100 pounds. Uh, when I say pounds, like that's the currency, 100 pounds for a 10-pound bag of the Monsanto frankenseed, okay, the magic beans per se, when they could have got 10 times that much and their local heirloom seeds that they have been using for generations, right? So they planted these seeds with all these promises that were made, and their crops suffered for sometimes two to three years straight. And they had to take loans in many cases to even buy these uh, Monsanto seeds. And so the farmers were done. They were financially bankrupt, and they the guilt that they suffered in their community and not being able to pay their bills uh, made them commit suicide. And the way that they committed suicide was to drink the Roundup. Okay, that tells you something. They committed suicide by drinking the Roundup that was sprayed on their plants to keep the pest away. You understand that this is not being reported on, guys. This is a major, major issue. And because the GMO labeling laws have not come into effect due to the um, you know, multi-million dollars spent by the Monsanto attorneys to uh, scare legislators away from GMO labeling. Um, 
right here in the U.S. Many people are just not aware. Even with all the information that's out there, they're not aware of what's going on. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today. And I'm sure you guys have some information on that as well because, you know, folks like Dr. Ted Brower, he talks about this all the time. Um, glyphosate, for example, right? So, you know, uh, John, Joe, you guys go to the store. You might buy some produce and, you know, you bring it home and, you know, you wash it off in the sink, right? Well, what happens is during the growth cycle of a plant, let's say it's a fruit or a vegetable, you introduce that glyphosate to the plant. That goes through the root system into the veins of the plant. So everyone knows in a leaf, you, know, you see the little veins that go through. That's how they feed the plant is through those veins. You can't wash that away, right? That exists inside the plant and the plant material. So folks just have to be aware, uh, hopefully after today and through this education, folks have to be aware you cannot put these GMOs in your body, guys. No, you can't. I mean, look at the huge increase in uh, uh, different kinds of cancers that, that we've seen in people, and especially younger people, just in the last 20 years. It, there's a, all this increase of, of disease, of, of health issues from diabetes to uh, the increases of autisms and, and uh, whether people want to blame GMOs, vaccines or fluorides. I think it's a combination of all of that. But how dangerous is it that, you know, literally we drink poison in our waters through fluoride we eat you know roundup the g the and genetically modified organisms which take out the nutrition of the the food the whole purpose of the food is fuel for your body is nutrition for your body yet this gmo uh, deprives the uh, seeds of that nutrition and they are forcing and they've they've just used these horrible business practices these tyrannical business practices and have forced farmers into using their product by uh you know basically and we've talked about this in the past we don't have to get too far down this road but you have a farmer who owns we'll say a uh, five five acre farm growing corn and monsanto corn is growing you know uh, uh, a mile away well those seeds germinate and and fly over into this other uh, farmer's land and it, he starts growing part monsanto corn and they claim basically that he you know uh, uh, they claim his farm saying they're he's stealing or copywriting uh, basically their their seed patents and they sue and they get the farm this is how they've been doing this for so long and it's uh easier apparently to go gmos because they are genetically modified but are what at what cost to us does that have that's the true question and science doesn't can't even answer that for you and it's just like ai they go headfirst into these endeavors either uh, not telling the public and knowing or even not even knowing the consequences of of what their actions are and then you know we all are, get hurt by it later you're absolutely right and you mentioned just a few diseases i mean look at uh, besides autism look at the increase in add Look at the increase in dementia, in fibromyalgia, and all of these things since 1993 have increased threefold in just a few years, right? So it, it is a problem. And, and the, the, one of the issues is like the FDA, um, the same folks that work over the FDA came over from the pharmaceutical industry, vice versa. So it's the uh what's that expression it's the uh tail wagging the dog here okay why would they uh come out with uh, legislation to keep us healthy when you know that's their gravy right so this all comes down to corporate profit do they care about us do they care about our health 
No. Do they care about a cure for diseases? No. They care about pumping us through with uh, pharmaceutical uh, medicines. They care about um, the bottom dollar, right? And how that looks on a stock report on the Dow Jones, right? So um, it, it is a problem. And through education, I believe, is the solution. And the only way to prevent those toxic chemicals, those pesticides, heavy metals, glyphosate, and other harmful ingredients is you know, to use a single ingredient, right? To source a single ingredient, and that's what we do, right? Our GMO-free corn, there's nothing else. The, the single ingredient is corn, right? So you kind of can't go wrong. You know what you're you're putting into your body, and, and we talked about uh, nutrition in the past. I feel a huge difference when I have a smoothie in the morning. I use our strawberries and our bananas and now our blueberries, and, you know, I put them in the bullet, with some water and I, I put it on high for about, I don't know, 45 seconds or so. After I drink that smoothie in the morning, guys, my energy level goes through the roof better than any cup of coffee would have uh, in the human body. And that's the way that we used to eat before the Franken foods were introduced. And one, one last thing, guys, when it comes to education, folks that are listening, please, if you're in the grocery store, and you turn a package over to read the ingredients and you cannot pronounce them, that's a sign, right? That's a sign. If you can't pronounce those ingredients, you might want to research what's in that food, okay? There's this new thing. Uh, well, it's not new. It's been around for a while, but it's called natural flavor, okay? They're, they're, this is an unregulated term with the FDA. Natural flavors added. Well, guess what? If you've got a great product that is natural, why would you need to add flavor to it, right? So just that term, natural flavors added, is so deceiving, right? This gogurt, these these things that they're pumping our kids with as snacks. I mean, high fructose corn syrup, toxic to the human body, right? So we just have to take control. We, you know, we believe that you know folks should have an option of what the foods they put into their bodies on a daily basis, and so. That's where we come in, and, and I just hope that folks will come to uh, go to our website, simplycleanfoods.net. Take a look around. You'll see uh, we just introduced a brand new pack. Um, I, we're working with uh, Pastor Paul Bagley. It's called the Are You Serious pack, and it includes one of everything. One of every, <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious? Uh, one of every fruit, every vegetable that we carry in stock. What that does is it allows you to try each one and then decide what you like you know if you don't like peas then you know you don't have to order peas we can put together custom packs for you the consultations are free of charge but folks no matter what please do your homework before you go shopping don't purchase items that you can't pronounce be careful what you feed your family it's important yes, you know it chance uh, sorry joe i just want to mention quickly uh it, 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 the simplycleanfoods.net what Chance is saying right now about, about the caffeinated thing versus the, the, the natural sugars in the fruits that pick your bloodstream up right away. Chance, we've been talking the entire show today about, about this massive push for, for civil war and confrontation. And at the end of the day, it's a really simple equation. If we get into a massive situation of social unrest and social stress, the bottom line is you want to put the best fuel and the best sort of vitamin complement that you can in your system because you're going to need the brain power, you're going to need the blood sugar, and, and frankly, you're just going to need the clarity 
uh, when uh, you know when your local pharmacy is no longer around. No, that's a really good point. You know, you're going to need that energy. And why, you know, in a situation where we've got a civil war, why do you need to worry? Have one more thing to worry about. Right. You know, when you could when you can prepare right now while things are kind of calm, right? So do it now. Protect your family, guys. I mean, this has got a 25 year shelf life. You kind of can't go wrong. You know, food prices don't go down. Not that I've ever seen anyway. No. SimplyCleanFoods.net is the website. Simply Clean is the promo code. Go there and check out all the great things they have to offer from the storable food to supplies. We're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day. The Hagman Daily Show is brought to you by The Hagman Report. Tune in to The Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com.